Welcome to episode number 133 of the Towel Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. Good to be back. Hello, Towelites. So, first of all, thank you guys for checking out the episodes, downloading, sharing, hopefully using that Radio Public app because that helps us make our website better. If you haven't heard, and you're about too soon because we're going to be dropping commercials for don'tforgetatowel.com, that is the only place to travel geekly. Um, and there, you know, it takes a little upkeep. We gotta, we gotta, you know, do host fees and all that kind of fun stuff. So, uh, Radio Public app for creators, they do put some money into your pockets for things like that. So, thank you guys for checking out the app, listening to the episodes. We got a lot of geekly news, so we're going to get into it. Um, right at the top, though, I do want to say, unfortunately, uh, we lost another member of the Star Wars family. Uh, Peter Mayhew did pass away last week. Um, super sad that our Chewbacca, our favorite Wookiee, has gone and become one with the Force. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've we've just kind of watched since the, the re you know, with Star Wars being taken over by Disney and Peter Mayhew being a part of that, uh, but not, you know, they, they brought in the other actor. I can't remember his name, unfortunately, right now. Jonas. Yes, thank you. Uh, but he's been in rough shape. So, unfortunately, you know, this has happened, but, you know, sometimes sometimes the eternal rest is, is best. So, he will be missed. Absolutely, he will. So, let's just take a quick second to remember Peter Mayhew. Okay, so let's go on to some slightly happier news here at Marvel TV and Movies. Uh, we do got an announcement for WandaVision, which will be coming to the Disney Plus Network. Uh, it will be a streaming service. Um, we got some news actually from, what's her name, right? Um, uh, tell Elizabeth, me. Elizabeth, Elizabeth um... Olson. Hey, I just want to make sure that anybody who still hasn't watched Endgame uh, at this point, you know, uh, oh. we will be talking a little bit about spoilers. Oh, all spoilers. All spoilers. So and the next thing. Yeah, all spoilers. Turn, turn us down for the next probably 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, until you hear us start talking about uh, Richard Madden. <laughs> until you start talking about DC. <laughs> Turn us off. Okay. Spoiler alert is up. It's ready. So Elizabeth Olsen confirmed that it's going to have a 50s vibe. It'll start shooting this fall and it's pulling from the Tom King comics. Who's excited for this? Um I I, I, I am. I mean I'm, okay. I'm I'm excited for all of these Disney Plus shows. Uh so yes. But uh the 50 vibe 50s vibe thing was something I I felt a little bits of contention with, especially with people online. It's just like, um, yeah, it might have a vibe of this one poster she saw or some promo art or whatever, um, or maybe something from the Tom King covers, you know, where it was like the Vision family where it looks very 50s, stuff like that. But um, I think it's going to be a lot of like in-your-head stuff, uh, more, you know, maybe her trying to go into, you know, into Vision's mind or stuff like that. So I think it's going to be like multi-settings, uh, kind of some mind fuckery and stuff like that. So um, I wouldn't really, I would take what she says with a grain of salt to a certain extent. 
Yeah, and I think like um, these people only tell you so much, you know, and, that, and they're also trained at being told what to say and what they can't say by Disney. So we'll see. We'll see how it shakes up. But I, um, you know, like you said, I'm excited about all these different projects. So we'll see how that goes. Wanda or or Disney doesn't tell you anything, like uh, you know, <laughs> they do with Tom Holland. Well, let's talk about Tom Holland because we got our second trailer for Spider-Man: Far From Home. And it was a lot of spoilers uh, for after Avengers Endgame, including the idea of the multiverse finally getting introduced. I think they said Earth something insane, like 833 or something. One of them, I don't even know. I was going to put it down uh, 633, something like that, but I didn't want to go too much into spoilers, you know, with the writing, just so that if people did want to skip this part. um, Okay. Well, so, I, yeah. I just said it. Sorry. Yeah. So the, no, you could say it now because we've already okay. spoiled alerted these these yeah, these yeah, powers. Yeah. So <laughs> um, yeah. So it is saying that the MCU is is actually on like Earth six thirty three or whatever it is. Uh, so they've defined that since the trailer. Um, yeah. So this multiverse idea. So so eight thirty three. Eight thirty three. Eight thirty three. I don't even remember what eight thirty three is. You? The real Marvel universe is what six sixteen? Is that six one six? Yes, yeah. yes, yep. Uh, so the comic, the main Marvel universe is that, and then we have the MCU off in right field. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, let's let's talk a little, a little bit about this, how this relates to what Sony's doing, um, and so on. Yeah. So I just got a little bit of news here. So El- he was on Ellen, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, and talked about being Mysterio. And he says that there are multiple realities. This Earth dimension 616, I'm from Earth 833. We share identical physical constants level for symmetry. Thanks, Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) (laughs) For that artistic description of it. Um, So you're saying that what we watch on the movie screen is 616? So really it's just parallel with with the comic first, so it's not the same. <laughs> I'm saying that we've been watching 616, which is okay. normal. He's from 833. I don't even like that. It's cool. I love the multiverse idea. That's not called the MCU 616. That's that's just... You should call it something else. And where the Marvel comic universe is something totally different. Um, whatever. We're going to see how it shakes up. I mean, besides that... Um, whether he is actually from another universe, whether he's just playing a long con, which I'm kind of more privy to believing that he's just his normal conman, which he is from the comics. Yeah. Um, besides all of that, the trailer also looks pretty freaking epic. And it looks like a lot of fun. It looks more like the Spider-Man shenanigans that we got from homecoming uh with his classmates as well so i i'm pumped you know what happens five years later and all that kind of stuff like that's some heavy ideas you know post tony starks uh you know all that sure but i'm i'm more excited about just seeing spider-man doing some spider-man stuff yeah it's interesting that they they definitely waited to make this movie kind of the launching of the next phase the end of this phase especially where they're like oh you're the new Iron Man, da da da. So it's just it's just world building from there. It's just like where do we go from here? What's the next phase of being Avengers? Blah blah blah. Um, I always want to backtrack to 
you may be right about this con job. I mean, it it was so super spoilery in this in this trailer that maybe that's maybe that's something they want to throw a red herring at us about. But at the same time, with the success of of Spider Verse, and now how do you explain why these these Sony movies do exist with these Spider Man characters? This is the best way to really do it. And not only that, does it it can also help usher other characters into this universe if needed. Correct. Especially Fantastic Four, X Men. Blah, blah, that's blah, blah, that's blah. the only thing is that if you go and bring in, you know, you already established eight thirty three's got Mysterio. Then eight thirty three's also got what's his name? You know, Mister Fantastic. Like, and I'm and I'm fine with that. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that's the way they do it. And it, it had to be that way somehow anyway. You know what I mean? Right. Like there was no other way around it. But I guess my more thing is like he's not a good guy. He's not doing these things because he's trying to save uh the world from these elementals as they're called um i don't believe that and i wouldn't even be surprised if they're just projections that he created because again he's mysteria so how do you before we i don't even go into this for another hour because i'm sure we could we, i know, we do all, I know. Yeah, we skip it, yeah. um but how do you trick nick fury that's the other thing is like because he's obviously been like you can and i mean that's there's answers in but two two words. Hail yeah. Hydra. <laughs> how do you how do you do it? Never, there. Never mind, moving on. Let's move on. <laughs> so we have some casting news from Game of Thrones coming over to uh the Eternals. He is cast supposedly in the role of Icarus. That's Who not is? confirmed, right? Uh Richard Madden. That's right, Richard Madden yes. from Game of Thrones. Rob, Rob Stark? Rob Stark. Yeah, so this is one of those uh, he's in talks and will probably happen, just probably like Angelina Jolie is not officially announced but they're, you know, the only person that has been was, I forgot what his name is, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Um, but this is all stuff that you know once it hits Variety deadline or anything like that, it's going to be pretty much um, a, you know, good to go. So I've heard Richard's, Richard Madden's name has been tossed around for the last month or so in as he was going to be the leader of the Eternals, so that is Icarus. Uh, so that's that'll be interesting. I do like. I think that um, this will be a really, uh, really kind of different movie for the MCU. It's all space, right? It's like all cosmic. <laughs> it is, but it's you know. So it's it's Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby created the Eternals. It's very much like what the New Gods are. Um, so it's. It's it's cosmic, but it's also on the god level. So you have like these these cosmic god beings um, who are like Thanos level or more. Uh, so it's kind of like the almost like I, they could treat it like the origin of 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 the entire universe in a way. So we'll see how they they do that. So um, we all have some homework to do. Go read Jack Kirby's The Eternals. Yep, that will now get moved up on my list. Um, okay. And then, uh, with the Sony, well, the, sorry, the Fox acquisition, uh, we knew that there was going to be some things getting shook up in the X-Men universe. Uh, while we do know that Dark Phoenix is coming out this summer, New Mutants has once again been pushed back another year, now into 2020, and everyone's favorite Raging Cajun Gambit is dead in the water. In the bayou, rather. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
What do you think of these these uh, these newses? I I'm pretty sure we'll never see New Mutants. Uh, I <laughs> if Fox couldn't, if it was the biggest mistake by not putting it out under Fox. Disney will probably be like, you know, we just. I bet you it finds its way to like Hulu as a made-for-TV movie. I agree. I agree. Or Disney Plus or something like that. Disney Plus, uh, you know, it's like I think with a darker tone they're supposed to go for it, it would have to go on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I understand not wanting to bury a hundred and fifty million dollar movie. Um, so I understand why they're gonna put it out, but like, does Disney really want to spend marketing on something that has nothing to do with the MCU? They don't. No. So maybe somehow they're pushing it back a year so they have our our Lord and Savior Kevin Feige you know, working his magic right now and seeing how to, how to make it work. You know, maybe he likes the actors involved. I don't know. Right. And, you know, I've always been kind of intrigued by the storyline. I mean, I wanted to see this, this movie. I wanted to see kind of like this um, mental uh, in your head, uh, horror themed movie. It was just, all the themes seemed kind of, they made sense to me. And I, and I liked the different direction that Fox was taking the movies at that point, and I kind of wanted to see what they would do. Um, but now it's kind of like, uh, what's going to happen? So it's it's disappointing, but it also makes sense, you know. Yep. So we'll see. And then Gambit, you know, uh, <laughs> because there's been zero real traction on it, I don't really care. No, I don't either. I don't care. I didn't really care for Chan- Channing Tatum to be get to be Gambit. I like Channing Tatum. I just don't care. Um, this Gambit needs to be showing up in an X-Men movie or TV show. Right. Exactly. As a team. <laughs> so let's jump across the pond and get into some DC news. Um, first thing, we did get our full teaser uh, at Swamp Thing. We also got some posters. Um, this is a little bit while back. We just didn't have a chance to talk about it. But now that we saw the full tease, what did you think? I'm I'm super excited. Uh I, I'm going to pretend like it was never cut short. I'm not going to even buy into that negativity at this point. Um, I've been very happy with everything that DC Universe has put out. Uh, Doom Patrol is still hitting high notes. It's like I wait for that. I wait for an episode to be bad or even half good. And it's not. Every episode is like dead on. So I hope that that's why they did this with Swamp Thing, maybe to make it more, uh, you know, just a better product in the end. Um, so. The teaser was was cool. Uh, a lot of a lot of hints at the uh, the villains that are going to be featured in the show. Uh, we got a look at the Unmen. We got a look at the Floronic Man prior to his transformation. Uh, we saw uh, Madame Xanadu in there. Uh, there's just this show has a lot of potential. Um, and I actually just started reading uh, the Alan Moore run the other night, so I'm trying to get that in by the end of the month, uh, just to be kind of uh, on in tune with what, what they're trying to do. And I've always wanted to read that run from the beginning. So uh, if you do want to read that, it is on DC universe. Uh, you start with swamp thing, 1982 issue 20 is the beginning of Ellen Moore's run. Um, in terms of the posters, the posters just came out the other day. Uh, very, uh, very 50 shades of gray. Uh, it's very, you know, they're going for those dark sexual tones. So it's, uh, you know, this is going to be very adulting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, they almost look like friggin' Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So, yeah. um, but I am I am excited to see this show. And just like you said, everything's been 
fun. <laughs> like, Seriously, man, I have a hard, I have a hard time. Both my wife and I, we we're behind our on the CW shows, but when I watch Doom Patrol and I try to shift over to that, I'm just like, I love the CW shows, but they're not they're not solid. So it's just like sometimes I get kind of like, oh man, I wish this was more adulting, uh, more more uh, more fun. But um, I'm just I'm just being critical at that point. But um, how are you are you uh, getting caught back up to Doom Patrol? Not yet. Okay. No, when you I do, will. let me let me know. Yeah, you know, there's been some things, uh, I guess we can talk about it, we'll talk about it soon, but some things have been ending and all that kind of stuff, I'm just trying to wrap everything up, Yeah. before, yeah. before then a new show comes out this summer that I gotta watch. Right, right. Um, but let's talk about this, because this is interesting, actually, I want you to take this one, please. Yeah, uh, so... There was an announcement yesterday that DC Showcase Shorts, the animated shorts, will be returning uh, to to the animated movie um, animated movies. So they'll be part of either the special features. I think they're always part of the special features. And then, uh, so back in the day when they were, I forgot what it was. It was maybe like 2011, 2012 when those were coming out. So they did like Green Arrow. They did the Spectre. uh, They did the Catwoman one. Yeah. yeah, uh, So they did a few of those and they were cool. And I loved them because they were, they were, they were mature shorts. Uh, they were uh, just a cool way to kind of just throw throw an odd character out there from DC and just kind of get traction on it. So those are cool. Uh, so now they're going to be kind of reigniting those, and they've announced the next uh, one, two, three, five of them. Uh, so we're going to get uh, Sergeant Rock, Adam Strange, Death from uh, Sandman Universe, the Phantom Stranger. And Batman Death in the Family. So this lineup is cool. Um, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with these. Um, and that's, yeah, I'm, I'm happy they, to see I these. I didn't return. know Batman Death in the Family? I don't know what they're going to do. It's like... Um, Red Hood under the Red Hood. We did, but then maybe is it the newer one from Scott Snyder? You know, it's like, are they going to do something weird like that? Or are they just going to do I would have guessed a, another do Red Hood? Maybe that I, there's no details on that one at all. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like up in the air. Uh, the Phantom Stranger will be great. It'll be like the Spectre one. Be fun, yeah. Adam Strange. They really should do Adam Strange is featured on, on Krypton as uh, mm-hmm. one of the main characters and um, one of my personal favorite characters uh, in DC as well. So that's a cool one. Sci- very science fiction. Death is a great one uh, with them really building the Sand- Sandman universe. Uh, I love that they that they're actually going to do this. And Sergeant Rock is is classic war DC um, yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I mean this is this is a really cool lineup. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I'm glad that they're coming back. DC animated is always one of DC's strongest suits, so it's good. Um speaking of something that may not be one of DC's strongest suits, <laughs> uh we got a new teaser uh for Pennyworth. Um basically it looks like Agent Carter but with a boy, like literally the exact same show, in my opinion, it really didn't look much different at all. Ah, but uh, I'm just going to interrupt there for a second. I just want to say, never mind. It's an end game spoiler, so I can't see it. Damn it. Have we already said, oh, oh yeah. don't say it again. No, because no, I... we said we wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's right. okay. But we also got the ending of Gotham. 
<laughs> was something. It was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it was something. Um, thoughts on Pennyworth? I will watch it because I like that character, and I am kind of down with a agent type show in the in the Batman universe. So whatever. And if it's violent and it's it's a take on that that character, fine. I'll check it out. Just like I watched Gotham for five seasons. I um, will let you tell me if it's good or not. I will. I will. I mean, it's one of those shows that it's like, I wouldn't put that on my list if I was backlogged like you. Watch Doom Patrol, please. Right, exactly. <laughs> but um, as far as the Gotham finale goes, ugh, come on. It was just like, this was what you gave us. This is you should have just ended the episode before the time jump. We didn't need to see this shit because you didn't do anything. Yeah, it was like so. a pretty bad episode of like season one of Gotham. It wasn't even as good as season one. I mean, it was just I didn't care. It was dumb. Um, the reveal of him was cool for maybe two seconds of the five seconds, and that was it. The reveal was better when it was like just the back of his head. His face was all right, whatever. It looked like it was CGI'd on there. And just yeah. knocked out. Like even my wife was like, this doesn't look like a normal human. I no. said, I don't think it is. So let's move on to another bat member family. Batwoman. Yeah. Dropped last night. And and yeah, there's not much to it. <laughs> it's a it's a you know, it's just the 30 minute, 30, 30 second teaser of them oh. just kind of um, panning up the building and then up her body and then she's there. So um, it's just kind of like, hey, that woman's coming soon. And like I said, it's um, once they I know they don't want to kind of get too spoilery, not like they already haven't. But um, with the end of Arrow coming at, when it goes into the crossover and we know probably what's going to happen. Probably, but uh, they've they've tricked us before. But um, that woman's going to fill that vigilante uh, void that Arrow uh, is going to leave. So I believe that that woman will probably come the second half of next season. Oh, and it'll be a limited series, fifteen minutes, one hundred and twenty percent. Yeah, it will come in after what October, I guess, or December, December, December. And then yeah, coming in January, mm-hmm. and then that will be it. So she'll she'll be in the crossover. I'm she'll be in the crossover. Positive sure. of that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and we'll have, all... yeah, and we'll have more. We'll have definite set date. We'll have a trailer by that point. So um, look for more information. It's coming. But um, they're they're ready. Uh, so it's coming. It. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sold on it. Um, I'm not even seventy five percent sold on Ruby Rose yet. But I am excited to see what they will do with Gotham, um, especially after what. Gotham just did with Gotham. Um, and I loved what they did with Gotham to a certain extent, and I think they did have some high points. But I'd like to see what um, what Berlanti uh, has uh, up his sleeve. So we'll see. We're going to find out soon enough. Yeah. Um, all right, let's switch over to comic book news. First of all, thanks everybody who's funded or helped fund um, the Inferi Kickstarter. That's the second entry from DFAT Comics is going on Kickstarter right now. Uh, I think we've got 10 days left. Not that much left uh, to the Kickstarter. So we're at about 46% funded. So any boost that you can give, we're here. Please do it. Share it if you've already 
shared it, shared again. <laughs> and I thank everybody who's uh, come by the Kickstarter so far. So um, I did want to say that. Uh, then moving on, we have New York City Comic Con tickets have gone on sale. They went on sale for their lottery system and all that stuff over the weekend. Um, we always get press passes, so I never bought a ticket yet, so I, I don't know how that goes. I've heard it's horrible. Yes, and it was extra horrible this year, they said. Wasn't um, it? Yeah, they, it's just like the mass – like think about it. When we started going in 2012, it was just starting to get like crazy. Um, they had just they had just shifted it from um, from the arena from um, Madison Square Garden to Javits a couple of years before we started going, mm-hmm. and that at that point geek culture was just starting to kind of in 2012 2013 was just starting to really ignite, um, and I'm talking across the masses, not for us, not for people who have been geeks for years, but um, now these pop culture events, um, the numbers that they're drawing, uh, they're astronomical. Uh, especially when we were looking at the numbers back then where it was like New York Comic-Con was topping San Diego Comic-Con at, at that point. And now it's even crazier. So it's like um, we're blessed to be able to get, you know, um, press passes and get into the show and enjoy it. But it's, it is a crapshoot now, um, especially like this. We see it with Celebration 2. These, these pop culture events are blowing up. And that's why I love that... Um, there are more of these these local cons happening and and stuff like that. So um, and where there's actually like concentrated comic cons, creator where you can actually go see the creators without getting bogged down by the masses. Um, but you know it's great because um, this just means that you know we were right our entire lives. <laughs> That's it. Really, since 2012 when we started. Don't forget to tell. <laughs> we were right since they were making fun of us when we were little kids. So That's also true. It's also Sorry. true. Um, Who needs, I don't need Michael Jordan on my wall. I had Wolverine, so that's right. I still love Michael Jordan, so, but Wolverine's the man, you know. Uh, one last thing is that in comics, um, well, actually, I got two things. <laughs> one, Buffy number five will be coming out, but Angel number one will be coming out. Um, they dropped just randomly Angel number zero mm-hmm. uh, last month. I actually just read it this morning. It was amazing. Um, so I'm excited to see what they do because now crossovers. Is this is this set all in the same universe under what it what the Boom has them now? Who has Boom them? has them now? It's Both? 2019 in the comics. Okay. Um, it's a retell it's it's basically if the old characters were just updated for now. Right. And it's super funny. All of the people who write for the two comics are huge Buffy fans. They cool. grew up with it. Or at least they. one of the guys for Angel, I can't remember who the writer is, but he grew up with the comics. Like, So he read, he watched the show, but like the comics, Brian came on when he was on there. Like That's what his bread and butter were. So they know the characters very well. And even though they're slightly updated, they're all very much who they are. Um, in the show, so you you see them; they're drawn the way that the actors look. <laughs> they sound like them, and so far, I have loved this reboot. Yeah, I, you know, putting them in the same uh, publisher in the same world is awesome. Uh, it was kind of like I remember when they first launched the Buffy comic under Dark Horse, and then Angel was under IDW, and that was just kind of like a mosh posh, and it was just you know it's kind of a mess where. 
you can't, you can tell these stories post the TV shows, which they were doing, you know, with Angel After the Fall or, you know, Buffy season eight or whatever. And then, but you don't, this, this makes more sense to me. It's, it's pretty awesome to be able to just refresh it, put them all together and, and just tell new stories. Yeah, like Angel gets teased at the end of Buffy number four, and then you see in Angel Zero the reverse side from Angel's point of view where he's looking in on that. And then in the next episode, or issue rather, whatever, I'm calling them episodes, um, they'll have that crossover from both different perspectives. And then who knows who else they decide to introduce, because that's the other thing is they're introducing them in different ways. Like Anya runs the magic shop, for example. Like everybody else is actually pretty same. I guess it's really just Anya. They introduced her earlier than what they did in the, in the show. So anyway, um, so that's that. So check out Buffy if you're a Buffy fan. And then uh, I just came to the realization. It is the 35th anniversary of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What? The very first comic debuted in May of 20 or of 1985, 84, 84. So 35 years of turtles, 80 years of Batman, I'm sure if we do some research, uh, maybe we'll just do a full anniversary episode on some of our favorite comic book franchises. Um, actually, that's pretty much it. We'll just do an episode of <laughs> on comic book franchises that have turned a certain thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I was going to say Star Wars 40 years, too. It was last year, you know, so it's just or a couple years ago, and we're still in that kind of like aftermath we're moving to empire 40 years next year so it's like with skywalker saga ending this year it's 40 years of filmmaking in the you know it's, it's crazy it's like all it like yeah it's making us feel old but we also have embraced this for so many years all of this and because of fans like all of us it's even more popular today so that's that's awesome it is and it's also time for a quick commercial break Yay. Hi, I'm Chris And I'm Casey From Gourmet Scum Radio We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right, Taggart? Yeah, the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi, over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. We are back after those commercials, and we're going to get right into some TV news. Uh, We have, first up, Laura Donnelly from Outlander has been cast in The Nevers, uh, which is the new series coming from Joss Whedon and 
HBO and it's set in space by a group of super powered Victorian heroines. Um, awesome. Also Doug, <laughs> Doug Petrie and Jane Epsonson from Buffy is on the project as well. And uh, so she'll be playing the character of Amalia True uh, known as a reckless, impulsive, emotionally damaged hero of her time. So she's playing Mal Reynolds. Um, (laughs) as a female in space (laughs) and her name's Amelia okay cool I'll take it I don't don't even care Hey, you give me Firefly again I don't care who stars in it Uh, well actually yes I do that's paramount to the show but um, that's cool great Uh, good for Laura Donnelly that means we've got some traction on the show I'm excited to see what they're going to do so this is Paid premium cable show, huh? HBO. It's HBO. Yep. Man, I, it feels like I'm never gonna like turn my HBO off now. It just like I've, I used to be like, oh, I'll turn it off after Game of Thrones. I'll turn it on for um, Westworld. I'll turn it on for X Y Z. Now it's like, oh, here comes Watchmen. Oh, here comes this show. Oh my god. Just pay I, for it. I, you know, I just watched Sharp Objects. Um, I just watched True Detective season three. That, yeah, I haven't even watched that yet. I need to get on that. Amazing. <laughs> it was really, so that's what we've been doing because my wife isn't watching Doom Patrol, so we've been catching up on this other stuff. Uh, yeah, for yeah. The two of us. But um, excuse me. Yeah, I. <laughs> I don't know. Right now, I'm having a grand old time with HBO Go or HBO Now, now. whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, it's so. it, it's a great service. Um, you know what's best about it is that unlike with Go. Um, I can watch Game of Thrones at six o'clock PST because it's on Eastern Time at nine, so I don't have to wait, um, and I don't have to be um, sleeping. Like I am sleeping, subject to spoilers, all that garbage. So it's like, thank you HBO for you know for coming up with this idea. Yeah, because it's the unplugged generation. <laughs> um, so let's talk about another streaming service, which is Netflix. Uh, so. As you all know, I'm a huge Netflix, I don't know, fan, aficionado in some ways, supporter. But I love learning about this company. So right now they're in a little bit of trouble. Um, What they found out recently is that the majority of Netflix viewers are not watching original content. They're watching content they've seen a million times, i.e. The Office or Friends, etc. Now with other companies John, you know, putting their name in the hat. So Disney Plus, everything Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, gone. That's part of it. Okay, NBC is going to be starting a streaming service. Bye Bye Office, Friends, Cheers, Frasier, Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Um, Those Seinfelds on Hulu. Then they're also uh, Warner Brothers is going to be starting Warner Media service. So what does that mean? Does all the DC stuff leave it, et cetera, et cetera? So Netflix is getting ready to enter some hot water also and this has been more or less confirmed they're now kind of sticking to a business model where three seasons and they're done and they're not necessarily telling the creators that way um but like recently santa clarita diet just got canceled and some other shows have all gone to three seasons and max with the exceptions being Orange is the New Black, The Ranch, uh, House of Cards, maybe that's it. <laughs> so they're they're, it's kind of hard. There's a there's a new weird shifting landscape where 
creators are instead of getting these back end deals where it's like, okay, if you do five seasons, it'll go to indi- uh, what is it syndication, then it'll get paid off of royalties. Now Netflix is like, we're going to give you X amount of money. You'll make it right up front, but we keep all the rights to everything. I.e., like what they did with Shonda Grimes, what they did with Ryan Murphy, um, what they've done with some other different people too, where they have to exclusively make things for Netflix. They get a huge chunk of money, but then Netflix owns it all outright. <laughs> yeah. So, to kind of think about it like this is that Netflix was the originator of, of this uh, to a certain extent. Um, so they came in, they've built this streaming service world um, yeah. where every, everybody else is kind of offshooted from. Um, now, like you just said, if they're going to have the resources drained, they're stuck at this price point, um, which they have to have people spending because they've put all this money into a um a huge studio up in toronto um marketing um backing their own shows and uh, um they're just opening up one my friend just told me i think it's in new mexico because he was like i might actually move down there because they're opening up a studio there so my thought is like this um get your shit in order think about the future and think about What's going to happen when when Disney starts charging seven bucks a month, and say, "Can we take a loss by dropping our price?" Because, you know, I'm just going to use this example. Millar World is great for us, and we can't wait to see something like that on Netflix. But for the rest of the world who doesn't know what that is, why is that a big draw? You know, so it's like, what are they going to do when, say, like Amazon has Lord of the Rings and <laughs> Disney Plus has Marvel Star Wars and WB absorbs DC Universe and has all of their stuff. What do you do? You know, it's like it's you're right. It's a it's going to be it's a little bit of a quagmire right there. Yeah, they the problem, I mean, we've talked about it before. The mm-hmm. problem is that as far as original series go, the one that's like reached the most pop culture apex is Stranger Things. And then they've marketed the shit out of it and they've done a good job with that. But, like, that's it. So unless you have some other shows that are crossing borders like that, you're kind of screwed. And it, and the bubble is getting very close to bursting. It will, it will probably burst around, what is it, November 13th is uh, Disney+. Plus. I would say six months after that, it's going to be, if they don't do something, it's going to be a lot of problems. Yeah, um, and then a lot of these shows are, are ending contracts in 2020 and 2021, and I doubt they'll renew them. So that's that's it right now. You know, like you said, Millar World could bring some original stuff on, but Amazon's got Lord of the Rings. HBO's got Game of Thrones. You know, DC and Warner Brothers, like, we haven't even started talking about what Warner Brothers could do. They own Batman. They own Harry Potter. They own Gremlins. Like, they've owned some of the biggest franchises other pretty much other than Disney and Fox. Yes. So they they've got a lot of legs, you know. Universal's got Fast and the Furious, which is huge, but you know what I mean? Like everybody else has got some things that they Netflix can't compete with. So we'll we'll see uh we'll see what happens. Um but anyway, this is not a Netflix show. So let's move on to um, Netflix. 
Netflix. No, we're going to go on Nickelodeon. Uh, Star Trek is getting an animated series from the people who write Troll Hunters. Uh, we talked about how Star Trek is slowly starting to expand their brand, which they should have been doing 50 years ago like Star Wars did. Um, but finally, we're getting some more Star Trek stuff. Discovery's hitting its stride. Third season's already greenlit. Um, now we're going to be seeing this animated series. We got the Picard show coming. So, what do you think about all all of the Star Trek all the time? Think about it this way: What happens when when CBS All Access says, "Give us back all the Star Trek to Netflix"? But that's that's what we just talked about. But you know, that's the other thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean. This is this is crazy. Um, so CBS All Access, um, a lot of people didn't even like Star Trek Discovery at first, and then they 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 turned the show around, and now it's like Star Trek fans are are yelling at my wife because she doesn't watch it. So it's like um, this, and then the Picard show, and whatever else is coming. This is this is this is the time, and um, you know this is going to give CBS All Access good traction at five ninety nine price point. You know, it's like Twilight Zone, all that stuff. Um, I'm excited. I like Star Trek. Um, I've always been a Star Trek fan, so I'd love I'd love to see them going in different directions than just the general uh, cookie killer stuff. They've not, I'm not going to say that because it has been different throughout the years. But you know, uh, an animated show is a great is a great step forward. Good, good. All right, um, what we do in the shadows, season two, um, greenlit. So Taika Waititi's movie turned TV show. It's been a big hit over at I think it's. FX. Um, so I haven't seen the first season yet. Again, added onto the list of other things, but good to see that uh, they're going forward with a season two for that. So that's that's pretty cool. So now um, I just wanted to talk about, I know we had mentioned Batwoman, but CW um, has greenlit three shows um, from pilots to full season orders, or at least half season orders. We have Batwoman. Um, so like we just discussed, it probably will get those 12 episodes. Nancy Drew, um, which should be interesting. I don't know. I'm assuming it's going to be like all the CW shows, like some pretty girl and <laughs> some hot dude. And <laughs> like they, they solve crimes. Like, Dude, you know, it's going to be two hot dudes and they'll be called the Hardy Brothers. And that'll spin out. So. I hope the Hardy Boys are coming because the I Hardy always, Boys, yeah. yeah, I always, I always read the Hardy Boys mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and um, Dynamite has a Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew comic currently going. So I would not, in the least, be surprised if we get that crossover. And then finally, expanding on the um, Archieverse more, uh, we talked about it. Kathy Keene, she is also getting uh, a series to order. So. Um, does that, you know, Supernatural we know is ending. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Uh, Arrow is ending. No real news about the rest of the shows. I'm assuming that they're all going to go on uh, the the Vigilante superhero shows, but I don't know how well that Roswell did. I don't know how well Charm did. I don't, I don't know. So I don't know if these are replacing or if they're expanding. I know Riverdale's continuing on. I'd assume the superhero shows are, but yeah, we'll see. Absolutely. All right, let's move over to movie news. Um, we've got James Juan producing a Salem's Lot reboot. This came out like a week ago too. We just didn't get a chance to talk about it. What are your thoughts on this? Are you original? Are you a fan of those those movies? 
I, you know what? I don't even remember them at all. I believe I watched Salem's Lot when I was younger. And um, when I heard this news, I was like, I need to watch this again. So um, my thoughts, uh, James Wan can do anything in the horror verse he wants and I'll be happy. So bring it on. Yep. So, and just to clarify, sorry, there's, there's a Salem's Lot and there's a Salem's Lot reboot with, um, what's his name from Parks and Rec? And Wayne's World. It's the asshole guy in Wayne's World. Rob Lowe? Yeah, Rob Lowe. I think it was a miniseries. I think it was good. I remember it being good. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, also, we got this news a little bit ago, but I wanted to bring it up. James Bond 25 is currently filming. That's the current title right now. We don't have a title for it, but, um, you know, Daniel Craig is back. They revealed that um, Rami Malik from, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody is the bad guy. We've got Kerry Fukunawa finally shooting. <laughs> Remember that that guy is supposed to do Flash and he was supposed to do It. And now he's finally shooting this new Bond movie. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So he's he's there. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so we'll see. Next year, a new Bond movie. Great. All the Bond, please. Just, All you know, the Bond. Another, it's another anniversary-esque type thing, I guess, with just the number, but <laughs> 25th movie, man. 25th movie. It's, uh, yeah, it's wild. So yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah, it's the original MCU in a way. <laughs> kind of. Not really. Though. Yeah, not quite. Um, Unless you do a Bond multiverse movie. It's like, <laughs> Tim, Timothy Dalton shows up. Timothy Dalton probably would show up. That's exactly. exactly. What's his name? Sean Connery out of retirement. Bring him out. It's coming. All right. So. Uh, we've got David S. Goyer going into his own horror roots and doing a reboot for Hellraiser. I don't like the news because I think that Hellraiser has been re- kind of not rebooted. It's still going on. Douglas Bradley has stopped playing Pinhead a long time ago. Clive Barker has stopped doing anything with the series for a while as well. I don't care as much as I sometimes like David Goyer because some things he does are amazing. I just, eh, I just don't, I don't like reboot idea. That's all. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, why fix it if it ain't broken? That kind of thing. Um, they, what they had just done was kind of like a rejuvenation of the franchise, not a reboot, right? They kind of like, like within the last couple of years, the yeah, movies are like that, right? They're all direct to video though, and they're all bad. Yeah. So okay. I think there's only two of them, but yeah, that's that's the only reason because I just don't care. Like the same thing with Freddy. If you don't have Robert England, it's really hard for me to ever get behind the idea. Douglas Bradley very much feels like Pinhead. You know, Brad mm-hmm. Dorif is the voice of of Charles Lee Ray, of Chucky. So, you know, Jason, you can put anyone under there, and I don't care. Michael Myers, I don't care. There's certain of these slashers, the Scream guy. You can do these all forever, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. when it's so intrinsic on one of these actors being that character, that's when I just, it's it's really hard for me to ever get behind the idea. So, moving on. 
Uh, Sonic. Oh, God. Sonic, <laughs> we got that trailer last week. I will say this for, was it, I can't remember who it is. It's Sega, I guess, or Sony, or whoever's putting out. Maybe it's, it's Paramount. Paramount. That's right, because they showed the rings changing. Uh, the backlash of a bunch of social justice warriors um, won, and the design is getting completely rebooted. And I will say this, that is the one time I thought the internet was not a bunch of assholes, and they actually worked for a common good. Yeah, I, I really liked what happened from this because I I absolutely agree that it was one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, not, not really, but all the spinoff memes of like Tails or like, um, what, let's see. Knuckles. Knuckles. Yeah. Like with their like weird eyes and stuff. It was just like, yeah. It was just that Sonic, that original Sonic design. I don't know what they were really going for, and we've been we've been complaining about it since the first time we saw it. Um, and then Jim Carrey's Doctor Robotnik didn't even really sell me on it enough either. So it was just like, what are you doing? So yeah, thank you, Internet. Um, and I hope that we can all work together for more positive things in the future. <laughs> yeah, like Sonic's redesign. Um, all right. Apparently, Netflix is going to be releasing a Mick G movie called Rim of the World. Um, Mick G is still alive. <laughs> Mick, G is, Mick G is going. Well, Mick G did The Babysitter, which I yes. freaking loved, yes. So, which is a Netflix original. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. So it's an alien movie, right? Like for with kids, um, like teenagers. So I'm good. Remember the last time that happened? It was called Super 8, and it was freaking great. Yeah. <laughs> or The Explorers. Or ET, or numerous other times that kids get abducted by aliens. It's always good. Always good. Always good. Um, so that's coming to Netflix soon. Uh, all right. So with Disney's acquisition of Fox, we have some news. We've got a lot of dates that got moved around. Um, in addition to the uh, the stuff we talked about with um, the X Men characters, Indiana Jones five is going to be uh, summer of 2021. Harrison Ford's back. Spielberg is back. Spielberg is one of the fastest shooters of all time. He could shoot a movie in three months and put it out like six months later. So he did War of the Worlds in Munich in the same year. The man is an effing visionary. care what you guys say. So um, is this going to be good? I don't know. Do we need it? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to watch it. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, so this these Lucasfilm franchises, um, we did forget to mention Willow, uh, the Willow Tread. So that's something exciting. Uh, so back Willow to TV, TV news. show, right? Yeah. So Ron Howard was quoted saying that it is in talks uh, with Disney Plus uh, and also Jonathan Kasdan may be writing it. Yeah. Uh, so that's all exciting news uh, because – I would almost be like, hey, you're going to put an Indiana Jones show on, you know, rejuvenate uh, the Adventures of Young Indiana Jones on Disney Plus or something. All day. Yeah. So it's like, why are you trying to build upon, like, let's do Indy 5. Let's cap it with Harrison Ford again. Yep. Um, let's forget that um, Shia LeBeau even existed um, or not. We could talk about him behind the scenes or in, in passing, but. Um, if it is going to be a true five, then yet it is a sequel. So we got to kind of think about how that's going to play out. So I, for one, need an ending to my Indiana Jones franchise, a proper one. Um, so I would take it here. 
because I'm sure he, Harrison Ford is doing that circuit a la The Force Awakens, a la Blade Runner 2049, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so right. um, I love it because uh, at least Harrison Ford is uh, all about, you know, giving us a little closure on the characters that he's played. Exactly. Unlike he's always said before, I'm not doing that shit <laughs> again, you know, so he's changed his mind once those paychecks started coming in from Disney. As, you, you know, know what? I don't think it's the paychecks. Yeah, I think at a certain point, you just want to have fun when you're older. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, if they come to you and they say this will be fun, screw it, man. Just do it. You don't need the money. I don't even think he has kids, right? Like, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, yeah. I also think maybe it was that plane crash. Maybe that makes you yeah. kind of feel more alive and being like, things are more a little more of a blessing and and whatnot in your life. So, you know, might as well, if people love you and they want you back and they're screaming at you at celebration, when you show up secretly, you know, it's like, Hey, you're one of the, you're one of the most famous actors in the world. Um, so why not give fan service? That's it. And then finally, um, movie news, we're going to talk a little bit more about the star Wars stuff in a second, but, uh, with them taking an, avatar also having an avatar land at disney they're going all in at least on three avatar movies out of the planned five they're going all in so disney did some shuffling around of their upcoming schedule and every year for at least the next six years in the winter time it's going to be avatar 2021 uh, star wars 22 avatar 23 blah, blah blah all the way through so what do you think about that uh, that Avatar acquisition was was critical to the f- success of Star Wars. Uh, yes, yeah, Star Wars is going to sell no matter what, but why would you want to compete with Avatar when Avatar was the number one movie of all time? Um, By for a now. long shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's also true. Yeah, so, you know, it's just like... <sighs> I'm happy with this rotation, and we'll talk about the Star Wars movies in a few, but... Um, I- I'm ready for more Avatar. I just want to see where they're going instead of us just talking about it for the last X amount of years. Um, so, years. yeah, man. I want to see if it's really just if they can still deliver on what they did in the first one. Because the first one was such a movie-making benchmark uh, that are people still interested in this? Will it still make that kind of money? We'll see. You know. Yeah, I actually had a conversation with my wife about it last night at dinner where she was like, oh, you know, there are people like I don't even remember the first one and like, do people care? And I go, I will never bet against James Cameron. Even if I don't like all of his movies, like I don't really like the abyss that much piranha whatever. But like when the dude does it, (laughs) like he reinvents the way we look at cinema and he's been spending time underwater in a world that we've never even dreamed of. That's on our earth. And then he's going to go and add his own weird space sciencey stuff to it. And you know what I mean? Like sci-fi stuff. I, I bet we are going to be in for something. Like I told her, I go, we're going to look back at Aquaman and what they did underwater there and be like, that was a freaking like dude who jumped in a puddle. <laughs> Maybe. Um, because James Cameron did give props to that a lot. Um, he was very impressed by what they, what James Wan did with that film. Um, so and yes, but you also get a quote from James Cameron on every single Terminator uh, thing that says, "Yeah, this is good." So 
Did he? Really? I'm sure that he respects James Wan. I 100% believe that James Cameron respects James Wan and said, yeah, they did some really good things with that underwater stuff. And then under his breath said, just wait till you fucking see what I do. Even if that's the case, um, he still he still went into depth about world building because he was so against comic book movies for the longest time. And then he changed his tune. You, st- you started to see it happen after a while. And then with Aquaman, he was like, you know, this is really where... What I'm what I what impresses me the most with comic book movies is when people can take these worlds and make them new, like make these new worlds and make them believable. Um, so that's that's where I'm going with that a little bit. Um, okay. But James I Wan got, did I, do I, something. I, yeah, but James Wan did do something very special with the underwater that people doubted did. that he would be able to do. So he did. But yeah, we know that James Cameron's going to blow us away. You know, he'll be like shooting water in our faces. You know, with like 4D and shit. So that's what I, that's who, what I mean. I just who knows like what's going to happen inside? Like he's gonna, oh, we're gonna walk in, and everyone gets handed a VR headset, and is like, "Prepare yourself! Now yes. you're in Pandora." Yep. So, anyway, Absolutely. let's move over to gaming news. Um, just a couple of real quick things here. We did get to see our first gameplay footage of Borderlands Three. Um, whatever, it didn't fail. It again delivered. It looks better. It looks like it plays better. They're adding sliding mechanics. They took a lot of um, they they got some guys from Dice I think and talked about Titanfall and how those mechanics play out plus Destiny so that's the thing since Borderlands two you've had some things come along that um, they can approve upon and they added into Borderlands and that's it. Uh, first off, they've had an entire new console since then. So just just to say that I didn't even think leave. about that you're right right when i think about it when i watch these videos and they would show like the depth of the art because we're still we're still cell shaded we're still very it's still very kind of simple but it's not when you look at it and the dynamics of what is what's going on in the background and just like being able to go to these different worlds now um it looks like it looks just like borderlands but it's like it's it i can't wait to even like like watching it's going to be totally different than even playing it because yeah. it's going to be that much more uh, graphically enhanced. So it's just, um, yeah, I just, when does it come out? September? I don't know. <laughs> Not soon enough Not is, soon the, enough. is the correct. Well, actually, it's, since we have a thing. Of, it's, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go I, over to, uh, there's a new show on the block over at Rooster Teeth called Retro Replay. Um, it's a YouTube show that stars Nolan North and Troy Baker, two of the biggest voice actors in the world, playing video games. And most of them are retro video games. Um, right now, they recently, I think they just ended it, where they played through every one of the Uncharted games because Nolan North has never played them before. And I was watching it and just cracking up because he was like, oh my god, these graphics are so amazing. And Nolan, or, uh, Troy Baker's like, have you seen the fourth one? What? We're in we're in Uncharted. Wait till you get to Uncharted Four. Like the dude's never even. Wait till you get to Uncharted Two. Even. I know. I know. <laughs> one of the greatest video games of all time. Wait till you have to tr- climb that train at the beginning of the game. Yeah, it's so funny though. So yeah, That's... the two of them just playing video games together and uh, expanding now on what Rooster Teeth already does really well. Um, so angry, so happy, and angry that my friend, uh, you guys know big. Big, I think it's Big Deej T now. He changes his name on Twitter all the time, but 
my buddy Tyler Erickson, if you look him up on Twitter, uh, he's a big Twitch streamer. He works at Rooster Teeth. Sent me that picture of him and Nolan North, and I just wanted to reach to the phone and smack him in the face. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I got to watch that show. So. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's just something like, you know, just kind of in between calls or whatever. I'll check it out. It's good. Um, all right, so let's move over to Star Wars news, Galaxy Far, Far Away. Chris, take it for me. You got it. So uh, Disney and Lucasfilm have announced the journey to the Rise of Skywalker uh, reading initiative. Get, get kids reading these days. Uh, so as usual, uh, that started off with The Force Awakens. Every fall, we get a slew of books and comics uh, that will lead into the next movie, kind of giving you some backstory, uh, what has happened in that, that gap of time now that we have way more time between this movie than we did uh, between the last two. Uh, so kind of setting that up, um, introducing new characters and also, you know, it's anywhere from adult novels down to kids activity books. Uh, so some highlights there, um, from the, the adult novel, uh, resistance rising, I think it's called. Um, and then, uh, we also have the art of the rise of Skywalker, which those books are always amazing. Uh, they are, we re uh, they're putting an updated version of the encyclopedia out, uh, so I had bought that when Force Awakens came out. So I might have to update this because I love these kind of books. It's just I had one of those when I was a kid, and that's how I got all my Star Wars knowledge. So I love reading those, getting a little backstory. But um, there's a comic series coming, which is very under wraps right now. Uh, so a lot of cool reading experience for us that, that um, love that aspect of canon and just love to get a little more insight into our favorite galaxy. Yeah, I... You know, I, I like it. You know, I'm always a fan of these Journey 2 since they started with The Force Awakens. We've got Force Friday. Um, you know, it's it, they always do a good job hyping up things. And, again, you know, I want to read more Black, is Black Spire stuff. Or that's all before this, right? All the <laughs> Galaxy's Edge stuff is, like, now because it opens in a couple of weeks in California. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. So, Journey to the Rise of Skywalker, still super excited to see that. Mostly the art books, because if you really want some insight into this stuff, see what they thought about beforehand, their concept art, you know, and, and that kind of stuff that comes out. Um, I did want, <laughs> while we've been on this podcast, trailer drop for Watchmen. <laughs> oh, no. For the show. So just real quick, breaking news, if you haven't already watched the trailer, um, it's dropping this fall, the show, and the doomsday clock has begun. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, cannot wait for that. All right, sorry, go on. Why don't you take the next uh, the next piece of news? Yeah, so we also got news this week. Um, so Lucasfilm had announced that there's going to be a little hiatus on Star Wars movies after The Rise of Skywalker, and now we know when the next one will come out. And we have three years until then. Uh, so I'm happy because uh, there'll be a lot of concentration on Disney Plus and uh, some more things that I would love to see uh, be tackled in the Star Wars universe outside of the Skywalker saga. Um, but, you know, we've been waiting for news on the Ryan Johnson trilogy, on the Game of Thrones dudes trilogy. Uh, so we're not sure what this is exactly, uh, but there are movie dates uh, for holiday season, December 2022. 2024 and 2026. So every two years we'll get a Star Wars movie. Uh, so Lucasfilm is sticking to their promises of not throwing it at us so hot and heavy. I would not be surprised 
if it goes uh, episode one of Benioff and Weiss, episode one of Ryan, episode two Benioff and Weiss, episode two Ryan. Um, I would not be surprised if that's how it goes for the next like ten years or four years. Be- years. Four years between the movies? No. Would that would rotate them? Oh yeah, I guess. I guess that's a be. lot. I just feel like that's a lot, um, especially since we only had originally wait three years. So how do you do it, two trilogies simultaneously without doing it that way? I don't know. That's why Unless I'm still you put it out in the summer, right? Which I'm still confused about what their what their goal is because if that's what they're going to do, is they're just going to like, all right, well, we're just going to start throwing stuff into the summer again. Then why did you take away my Star Wars stories that I enjoyed more than the, the Skywalker saga? You know what I mean? It's like well, only one Star Wars story came out in the summer anyway. Right, right. But still, that's it's what I'm kind of saying. It's just like, you guys just, I guess we just have to be hopeful. I'm not going to yeah. complain. I'm just going to say I'm ready for these other stories because I, I want to get away from the Star- Skywalker saga and I want to see the rest of the universe. And I want to see some more, uh, you know, some more adult themes in my Star Wars. Um, I want to see some Sith Jedi war from, from pre-date you know, old you know, like old Republic stuff. You know, come on, um, I'm ready. So let's just let's get on with it. Disney Plus, we know that's coming, and that's very exciting. So, um, do what you guys got to do, and let's go from there. Yep, absolutely. Cannot wait. All the Star Wars, give it to me. <laughs> All right, what time is it though? It's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right, so uh, let's get into the next couple things will be Hasbro news because uh, we've gotten some announcements. Uh, so the Hasbro Star Wars Black Series uh, and also Vintage Series, the, uh, the UPC codes and stuff like that, uh, S- whatever, the SKUs and all those things that you guys use for hunting, those are out and about. You can check them out on Yak Face if you follow them, and you should if you're a Star Wars collector. Um, Absolutely. And so those are out. And so they have the code names for the episode nine figures uh, out. So we know that we're getting some of those. We know that we're getting uh, Kale or whatever his name from um, Kel Kestis from Fallen Order. Uh, so that toy's been announced. So now that kind of begs the question of what figures included with the GameStop game. Um, so who knows? Maybe it's all linked together. I don't know. But there is a little tidbit of news. The Hyper Real, Real, Real uh, series, Darth Vader comes out in July. Uh, it has been now shifted to the Empire Strikes Back Darth Vader, opposed to where it was the New Hope one. And now there's rumors that the next figure in the series will be a an Empire Strikes Back um, Luke Skywalker. So that may be the next one in that line. So if you're excited about that new seven eight inch line i don't know what it is i have the vader order because i got it for half price on amazon always keep your eyes open to that because once amazon puts that up for pre-order it was like 20 bucks off the regular price and i said i can't not get this because i love darth vader and i at least want to give this line a shot for the collector uh you know the collector and me and just say hey is this good or bad is it unboxing and then we'll move on from there (laughs) so yeah let's just yeah I'll be interested to see what this... Mm-hmm. I, I don't trust this line yet. No. But we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so um, 
you know, get ready for Force Friday. Uh, there's, I mean, there's going to be a ton of crap coming in for that from Fallen Order to Episode Nine to The Mandalorian. Ah, that's the other thing. A couple Mandalorian figures are being teased as well. So we're definitely getting at least two from that. Uh, so if you love your Hasbro toys because they don't have faces, uh, which they're doing a better job anyhow with, but uh, you know that Mandalorian toy is going to be awesome, but you know that there will be a figure arts version. So I'll be picking that up. Uh, so get ready for all the Star Wars. It's coming at, <laughs> it'll be coming soon, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, next up, uh, Marvel Legends released a teaser for uh, Cowboy Logan. Uh, so as they continue to dominate the, uh, the comic boy, uh, comic book toy line, uh, this is just another one that they're they're putting out there for people who don't want to spend upwards of eighty dollars for say. Mesco's version of Logan, which you know comes with a cowboy hat. <laughs> so, hey, whatever your whatever your price point is, whatever you want to collect, that's up to you, of course. Um, it's all but out there. <laughs> I have nothing bad to say about Hasbro these days. Uh, you know, that's they've done a great job with Hasbro Pulse, getting uh, getting pre-orders up and getting their products out to the people without really any kind of problem anymore. So, you know, it's it's really a, it's all about virtual hunting these days. It seems like that's it. Why spend the gas money? Yeah, I'm. Um, you know, I'm down <laughs> for this new uh, Wolverine. I guess it's a younger version. It's more like what is the um, what is the uh, other Logan that's in Wolverine Origins, X Men Origins? Yes. That's what I'm thinking of. This is what this figure kind of reminds me of. Yeah, what was that original comic called? It was called Logan. No, what's it called? Yeah, that was a great series. Yeah, I love that. And then it was, kind of went off from there. But yeah, I mean that's it's cool. It's a smart idea to put this figure out now because you know that Logan's coming, so uh, it's good competition because Hasbro knows what they're dealing with. Um, because they wouldn't have they wouldn't have a um, given their their fans a um, a survey to fill out to see what they really want yep. and what they're willing to spend. And now they're making you know with Black Series they're making these. These deluxe figures, they're making collector level figures. Um, they're doing the same with Marvel. So it's like, all right, good. At least you're not just making you're making you're making this price point worth it finally. Where you should have been at like twelve bucks, you know, with right. plastic. So, but anyhow, good job. As well. Uh, and finally today in toy news, uh, just a little uh, update on Mythic Legion's Wasteland. It's the latest uh, from the Four Horsemen Studios. Uh, yeah. Their their indie line. I love I love independent toy lines. Uh, this is comes straight out of the most successful Kickstarter act, or action figure Kickstarter of all time. Uh, yep. Their fantasy line continues to go strong, and this one is one of their kind of their offshoot ones where it's like uh, five or six figures. Yeah. Uh, this one does include two more of the uh, Masters of the Universe tribute figures. Uh, so this time around, we're getting uh, Trapjaw and Panthor, yep. and I am just waiting to get paid uh, my first paycheck to pre-order both of those. I love this line and I especially love these. Um, another one, another cool figure from this line. Uh, they did an, another ogre sized. Uh, so that's their in-between figure size, which comes out to be about nine inches, but this one's a Cyclops and uh, he looks freaking cool. So if you have 55 yeah. bucks to spend, get it. Um, I actually ordered two of the ogres from the last series when they first were revealed. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see how those, those uh, fit in with the rest of the collection. Yeah, Four Horsemen, man. Just huh. consistently solid with everything that they do. So 
always, always, always support these indie guys. Yes, they cost a little bit more money. Yes, they're worth way more than probably other toys. I'm sorry. Just it is. So, um, yeah. All right. So, as I mentioned at the top of the cast, you can find us at don'tforgettotell.com, the only place to travel geekly. Uh, we are on all the social medias at DFA Towel or Don't Forget Towel or something in those letter schemes. <laughs> you can find us. Um, that's that's it, right? That's, that's it. it. Casey, Casey says go support in Ferry on Kickstarter.com and go read your comics. That's it. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time. <laughs>